Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman with you on a Tuesday morning. We are glad to be with you guys yet again. We want to thank you all for one of our best days ever on the podcast. Uh, we, 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 we jumped up into the top 100 uh, podcast rankings for sports. Easily on, jumped into the top yeah, 100. Yeah, we, we, were, we were at 62 is where we saw that we peaked. In the country. I mean, in, in front of some big names there for sure. So we appreciate you guys tuning in wherever you're tuning in to our podcast from, be it at supertalk.fm or wherever you get podcasts. We want to thank our listeners, as always, including our great servicemen and women out there taking care of us. One of our listeners uh, tweeted at me last night and said, you know, uh, I, I, I'll be honest, I don't remember speaking to him, but he said he, he ran into me and Steve one time at Bulldog Burger and said, look, when I was deployed, it, it helped me so much to have y'all's podcast. And I want to say, you know, we always, you know, we're, we're proud to do it. We, yeah. We're happy to help you guys out. So if you're out there listening to us across the ocean, wherever you are, we appreciate you. So take care of yourselves. You know, that really is one of the coolest things about this. And I know that yesterday – there were probably some folks that listened that wanted to reach through the radio and strangle you and I both at times. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm sure. Let me tell you something right now. There were more people who wanted to reach through there and shake our hands yeah, based maybe, on what I've seen on social maybe, media. Maybe like, so. You maybe nailed so. it. Uh, but anyway, where I'm going with that is, you know, we're not out there changing lives. You know, we go to football practices and games and talk to players and – and uh, it's not like we're out there building houses for the homeless. You know, we're not out there doing grand stuff. But it is pretty dang cool, the fact that people tune in around the world, overseas, military, maybe somebody just at their home that's sick, that needs a little boost to their day, and they listen to you and me. That's you and I, perhaps, would be the best. I don't know. Who cares? It's 9 o'clock at night. It's been a long yeah, day. But, long day. But anyway... It's pretty dang cool that you guys, all of you, no, no matter if you're just riding in your car to work, it's pretty awesome that people spend significant portions of their week listening to us. That, that's can't thank you enough. And so, uh, if you enjoy us, or if you don't, be sure you drop by the iTunes store and give us a five star review. Uh, they've been pouring in, and we've been appreciating them, every single one of them. Thank all you guys. Yeah. Want to thank our uh, sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They're doing great sting thing stings stings doing, sting the icon. No, uh, they're doing uh, great things over there on Highway 12 and Spring Street. I got that. I got them, I got them mixed up there. Uh, need to go check them out this weekend if you're up here. You know, you get here a little early, get you that morning shout out from uh, from Strange Brew Coffee House, and then maybe on the way home from the game, get you an ice cream Sunday. All those. Fresh, ma- those, are, those are all homemade ice creams, by the way. They're not, they're not pulling that out of the carton. They're making those fresh. Fresh fruits, fresh fresh chocolate. Fresh chocolate. And it's just like, I mean, granted, I know it's the same owner and all. It's like neighbors over there, too. Today I saw uh, Strange Brew like walking across stealing some milk or something from, from, from I'm about to say. It's just like Granny's, yeah, granny's it's covered like, hey, in there. Hey, yeah, we, we need some over here, too, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It's, it's almost like they're owned by the same guy or something. Oh, man. So, so check them out this weekend. Good fresh brewed and homemade stuff. Homemade baked goods, homemade everything. Check them out this weekend over at Strange Brew and uh, Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. All right, we got a big show today. We're going to discuss what Joe Moore had said and some of what he didn't say at his Monday press conference. We're going to talk a little bit of baseball, not a whole lot, but a, a, a touch of baseball. And then we'll smidge, just smidge. If you I mean, will. If, if you will. If you will. <laughs> Never mind. Lots of 80s and 90s. It's happening today. I like that, though. And then uh, we'll do our SEC picks 
uh, to finish it off. But Joe Moorhead spoke to the media on Monday. Give credit to uh, jo- to Joel T. Coleman. Woo! He tried. He asked the question about I'm Lee a man Archer. of the people. I, and this is how this, this whole situation went. About, we're getting towards the end of the press conference, which for my money is when to ask the questions that may or may not get negative responses. Yes. I like to wait till the end for those. Yeah, you, you want and, you, you want all the, the stuff that you need for your copy throughout the week and uh, all yeah, the, you, you need all that towards the You beginning. don't want to set him off early because yeah. then he might get curt towards yeah. the end. Yeah. So we, that happens. And I look over, I'm sitting next to Joel and I just lean over and go, Are you going to ask the Autry question? Because if he wasn't, I'm going in. And he's like, Mm hmm. And so we get the question. And what did we get? We got uh, basically that, yes, there is a reason why he played against Southern Miss, but we don't Montana get to know State, it. But I'm not going to tell you. We don't get to know it. Uh-huh. And, and, and look, I'm the type of guy that I've always been one of those dudes that I've got to ask the question. And you're free to tell me what you want. I mean, you know, I, do I think that it's a little bit crazy that you can't say what the plan is there? I mean, yeah. But I don't know the, you know, FERPA and all the other issues with Tudorgate and things and wrapped up in that. And I I don't know legally what can be said, what can't. So I'm not going to try to even analyze any of that. So, I mean, I can respect it. If, if it's no comment, it's no comment. But what I will say is, I don't get it. Right. I just don't get it. And, and he said there's a reason. You and I talked about this a day ago. I, I can't, for the life of me, determine what there a, is no a, reason. a, a legit reason I, I'm, is. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just say, there is no reason. There is no reason. And I, I mean, I, I, you could say numbers. I, I don't, you can, you can rationalize it. But rationalization is not a reason. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's baffling. Uh, I don't know, unless maybe that was. I mean, I know this is stupid, but maybe is that the game like some family members might could have come to? Nah, come on. I mean, I know that's stupid, but I'm just I'm, I'm trying. No, I'm to, not going to buy that. No. So so you want to play for your family? I don't know. I'm just. I mean, that's that's more rationalization, sir. That's not reasons. There's no there's no reason for it to have happened. Um, talking to Morehead. I think that's tough. That that's. While I agree with you, I think that's tough to a hundred percent say without full information. Maybe there is some something that if we knew the reason, we'd say bl- I get it. It would blow me away if he could give me a real reason. I would be legitimately shocked. I mean, I, I do think that that's fair, but I'm just saying that there is at least a smidgen of. A I, 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 that I, a, I guess I, I, I guess you're technically correct. I'm trying, to which keep, is the best I'm, kind of correct. I'm keeping you in. I'm keeping you in check over here. All right. Um, one thing he brought up that I, I didn't know, you know, because he, he always goes through the stats and everything of the t- of, he sort of gives you an opponent preview, and he talked about Kentucky's defense giving up one forty a game on the ground, which is pretty good, and that's that's a reasonable number, but two sixty in the air. That to me is a big telltale sign that Joe Moorhead he really wants Tommy Stevens for this game, and he said that. And I'll see if I can word it correctly. That Stevens felt better on Sunday and Monday of this week than he felt on Sunday and Monday of last week. Yes, he feels further along. That leads me to believe that we're not going to have any sort of controversy or anything else. That Tommy Stevens will take the field on Sunday, Saturday, assuming there are no setbacks during the week. Yeah, I think that's 100 percent accurate. And my guess is it'll be another situation where he will start on Saturday, and they might reevaluate at halftime again, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But, I mean, yeah, I, I would, if I was a betting man, I'd bet a significant amount of money that you'll see Tommy Stevens at quarterback on Saturday. 
And if it's not Tommy Stevens, then Garrett Schrader will make his first career start. That that would be how I would guess that. Because we get the whole uh, – apparently, it seems like this has been mentioned more of the last week. It, it, we kind of went a week or so without this being mentioned. But all of a sudden, we're getting the Keaton's banged up story. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Because – And maybe he is, because we did ha- see a practice or two where he, he did But – Moorhead told us on the Saturday after the Southern or after the Southern game, told us that Saturday, that Keaton was available to go in. He did. But now he's banged up. Maybe it's like, you know, in baseball sometimes whenever a guy's day-to-day and you don't DL him and you're mm-hmm. like, he's, he's not it, DL'd, but like we're not going to use him except in an emergency. emergency. So he was the emergency quarterback. I, that that just a guess. I you mean, know. well, obviously Logan went in and handed but the ball off to Kylan. Emergency, stri- emergency was say to me, the game was in doubt. So the game's in doubt and Schrader can't go now. We put Keaton in. Maybe so. That's how that's going to work. Maybe so. You maybe get the so. impression that Maiden is going to play at some point, too. Dressed out on Saturday. I think we may have mentioned that yesterday. We did. But um, I don't know. Can I ask you a question? Because I'm not sure I 100% know the answer to this. If you don't, I probably don't. But go ahead. We don't know if you're not on the two deep, if you're part of Tudor game right, or not. Right, right. Maiden dressed out on Saturday. He did, but he didn't play. If I, he were, if he or anybody else doesn't have to be Jalen Maiden, right? Can you dress out, not play, and that still be a suspension? It's got to be right. It, it, the suspension can't mean you can't dress out. You can't put your clothes on. Yeah, yeah it means you just. Can't I, I would. Play. I would assume that. And since you evidently you have the wiggle room with these games. Maybe you just dress them out and look, if we have a real emergency. Because here, here we can go back to the first part of this show and say, if that's the case, if you can do that, then why the heck didn't they put Lee Autry in full gear and say, if this game gets squirrely, you're playing? Yeah. You could have done it that way, you could right? Have, right. I see. That's why I'm just saying. There's... And, and look, we, we're going into territory where we're not 100% sure, right? Well, so this is what this situation. And look, I don't put a whole lot of blame on Moorhead and the MSU media relations because of FERPA and because of the federal laws are that are protecting the student-athletes and their academic records, which are in place for a reason, they, they just can't say anything. They, they legitimately can't. So, you know, it's just, an, it's just an, a hard situation for everybody. I get that. I get that. Now, I do still agree with what I, I – I guess it's my theory, so I should agree with it. But I think that if you commit an NCAA violation, you, can, you should be able to forfeit your right to privacy on some of these things. Because I think the amount of money – that people put into football, it entitles them to a little bit. If you're a fan and you pay thousands of dollars a year for tickets and parking and everything else, you're entitled to know some things. I, I really do believe that. There's a lot about this Tudorgate thing that I don't like. I don't know how we got off onto a, a big Tudorgate well, discussion. Well, we're talking about Lee Yeah, I guess so. But I don't like the fact that, look, people aren't stupid. We can connect the dots and see who's a part of Tudorgate. If you're on the two deep and you've been suspended now for two going on three games or whatever, three games for most people except for Lee Autry, you're most likely a part of Tudor Gate. Yeah. I mean, so people can see that. The thing I don't like is that there are people not on the two deep that, look, if you're on message boards and you pay 24-7 and, and you, people for the most part kind of know, but there's kind of the, the freshmen or anybody else that aren't on the two deep, they kind of get some anonymous, you know, they're kind of anonymous in this whole deal. Nobody, they, they don't have to shoulder any of the quote-unquote blame. Nobody really knows who they are other than internally, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I like that. Uh, that. That just seems unfair to me a little bit. 
I, I don't know that there's any solution to that other than to also list the ones not on the two right. deep. I mean, th- there's part of that. Yeah. But also, I mean, I don't, I don't understand why either that, like the Lee Autry question, I'm not asking what his suspension is. I mean, we all kind of think we know, but yeah. I'm not asking what he did. I'm just simply asking from a strategic standpoint. Yeah. What is the strategy behind no, we didn't get it? That. And we didn't get that. So I don't, I don't know. Tudorgate has kind of made this season weird. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 cast like a little gloom over everything, and you know it's also and it's cast some opinion, gloom in the depth. Yeah, and it's cast some doing. It's know, it cast some gloom in that I think a fully loaded MSU defense would have been better prepared to stop what Kansas State was going. Don't I mean don't con, you won't convince me that you're talking about a running football team and that you could have Lee Autry and, and Willie Gay. Gay? Then yeah, that's something that State would have wanted to have. Yeah. Um. With with uh, with Kentucky coming up, Moorhead was asked about being a must win game, and of course he reverted to the you know the one game season. It's just the next. Game. Did, I, did you, know. you sense a little fire in his belly in answering that question? Well, here, here's what I didn't like about that that answer was he gave a sort of the same answer a season ago after they lost to Kentucky. He talked about how one game wasn't going to define uh-huh. the season. Except last year he threw in one of his seven. He did. Uh, this year he did not. But but that said, <laughs> that game ended up defining the season. It ended up the 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 because well, se- last year no no for me last year's season was defined by the offense that didn't show up against good teams, and it started against Kentucky and it continued the rest of the way, and so that makes me you know is this loss going to define the season? Somebody tweeted at us and they made a good point. They said you know is MSU are MSU fans too good to go seven and five? I forget who's tweeted me this, but he said you know yeah he tweeted both of us yeah and it's like. No, you're right. Seven and five should will be perfectly acceptable this year when you consider everything that's that's happened. Yep. But it's how you go seven and five sometimes. Just like it last year, even at eight and four, it was how they had gone eight and four. It was scoring what seven, six, six, six and three, right? Yeah. So it was and, scoring and you, sixteen points in four games. And you kind of squandered the best defense. You in had the history. best defense in school history. Again, I, I, I've said this before. If State had scored 29 points in every regular season game, they would have been undefeated. I mean, that's 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 saying something. Yeah. I mean, because 29 points is not a lot of, school, of points in this day and age of college football. Um, Can I? I, I want to throw this in here while we're talking about this mm-hmm. because I do think a little bit yesterday. Maybe at times we were a bit more critical. Maybe the the, the Saturday game was a bit more fresh on our minds and kind of, in fairness. I believe Mississippi State played four quarters on Saturday with either a hurt quarterback or a true freshman quarterback. Yeah. And I think that impacts your offense. It does. <laughs> State, State had a lot working against it, but they also had a lot of self-inflicted wounds. And when you have all that, it's tough to win. Yeah. It's tough to win when you're already sort of behind the eight ball, but then you you give the ball away three times, you commit penalties – and then you have this, this kind of errors in the third phase of the game that you just can't have. Yeah, yeah. so it's not just the quarterback play. It's other right. stuff. Right, Um Yeah, but anyway, he, he did kind of answer that question a bit like a, bit like a year ago. Um, I, I, I don't know. I... I don't know if he, he got a little mad at, at, at the question or what. It, it, I sensed a little anger in his voice when he well, answered that question. In fairness to him, I think he thought – the person who asked that question was Tom Ebel yeah. of WCBI. Who had no ill intent with the question, I, by the way. I, I think 
the way Tom phrased uh, it, phrased it, because he made it sound for a second there like Moorhead had said Kentucky had had a meltdown, and Moorhead was very quick to correct. I did not say that. <laughs> yeah. And 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 Tom, to his credit, was like, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. He and he cleared it all up. Yeah. But that got Moorhead off on the wrong side of the of the bed <laughs> right there, and it just sort of went from there. Yeah. I, I just. And look, I, I'm not saying that Joe can't handle criticism. That's not what I'm saying at all here. Uh, there were several, and it wasn't just Joe. Joe had a tweet, a tweet yesterday about criticism and you know not listening to it and, and stuff like that, which that's fine. Uh, there were several other tweets. No, nobody in particular. Several message board po- posts and things. I don't know. I just don't. I feel like when you're in the public eye, especially when you make three million dollars. I mean, criticism's going to come, you know? And I think he knows that. And I, I just don't understand sometimes how, how, like, whether it's a football coach or whether it's other people don't understand why criticism sometimes is warranted. You know, it just it just is yeah. sometimes. And, like, I, I'm going to steal a Brian Haydadism here a little bit. I've oh. heard you say many t- times, uh, you know, no, I, I didn't play college football. I have no idea what those guys are saying, but – I've never been a chef either. Right. And if my steak comes and it's a little undercooked or overcooked, yeah. I can kind of tell something's up yeah. there, you know? And it's, I just feel like sometimes people think that you can't criticize. You have to be a, right. I know you and I are in the media, but right. you have to be a, a good fan or you have to be a big supporter or you have right. to just all that. No. Sometimes, sometimes it's okay to point out critic. I mean, shoot, I don't, I'm nowhere near the level of Joe Moorhead. I don't make anywhere near $3 million, but I got an email a day ago, uh, a day or two ago about, a mistake or two somebody thought I'd made and some stuff. I re- if you're in the public eye, yeah, you're gonna get criticized. Now, a little bit. <laughs> this, the, the other analogy I always like to make sometimes when people talk about criticism in this is this: if there was a show about, if there was a, a, accounting, if accounting was on TV like every day, people I, I could watch people be accountants, and there were highlight shows about accountants, and I could watch and I could hear what former accountants are saying about current accountants. And there was a social media feed of accounting stuff that had constantly bombarding me with information about accounting. I might know a thing or two about accounting at the end of the day. Yeah. So I mean, there's just so much information. If you watch enough football and you listen to enough people and you listen to smart people, I mean, if you listen to guys like Cole Kublick and, and Greg McElroy and Marcus Spears who played, you know, it, one thing I, I was, I think I, t- I mentioned this on Sports Talk Mississippi one time is I watch uh, some of those shows. For, and it, maybe it's for confirmation bias, but I want to know if they're seeing what I'm seeing. And, and a lot of times they are. And sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're like, they say the opposite. And I think about it and go, okay, Brian, you're an idiot. A lot of times I sit here on this show and listen to some of your opinions and yeah. see if we have the same one yeah. or not. I just, you know, just want to make sure you know, that I'm not alone, that I'm not out here on an island sometimes. Most of the time I'm not. So you know, people talk about criticism. It's warranted, you know? And I think Joe Moorhead knows that. Joe Moorhead knows that what happened on Saturday isn't up to snuff. You know, it's just a quite my, my question becomes, can he correct it? Yeah. You know, anybody can point out there's a problem. You know, they might be Captain Hindsight. It's can you fix the problem? Can you prevent the problem from happening again? It, that's Joe Moorhead's job. That's not my job. My job is to point stuff out. It's yeah. not it's not to it's not to fix it. That's why, you know, we, we keep having these discussions about officiating on sports talk and I'm they're like, "Well, what do you want to do?" I'm not the the guy tasked with the solution. I'm the guy tasked with pointing out there's a problem. That's my job. Yeah. So, you know, when you see people say, "Oh, you can't be critical." It just drives me insane. Like, of course I can be critical. <laughs> and that's what I get paid to do. I don't get paid to sit up here and, and you know, get the pom-poms get out. Get the pom-poms and... out. Yeah. 
I'll tell you, I'll tell you this right now, and no, no, no joke. If MSU hired Joel and I today and said they're going to pay us, blah, 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 but and, and it was enough for me to live on and enough for Joel to live on, buddy, you just thought Bob Carr was pumping sunshine your way. You wouldn't be able to listen to this show. <laughs> you would be so mad at me. But I'd do it if the money was right. If that was if that became my job, but that's not my job. My job is not to my knob my my knob. My job <laughs> don't. My job <laughs> is not to do that. My job is to, in my opinion, be honest with you guys about what it is I'm seeing. And I, I, quite frankly, here we are in defense of our own show a little bit. I don't even know why we, we're doing that. I don't think anybody like you said, I we actually got more praise, I guess, than anything for, for yesterday's show. Um but I think we do a pretty good job of being fair. I try to. Yeah. Like I, I think when when something's going right, I, quite frankly, go back and, and listen to shows about the first two weeks. I think we probably may have heaped too much praise on this team for it two weeks. It looks sort of obvious at this point. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that that we're pretty. I don't. We're definitely not Fox News, right. but we're fair and balanced. I think. I would agree with it. It's all about that balance. It is about that balance. So anyway. Uh, what else from today's press conference? You know Didn't what? Miss anything? I mean, other than that, it was basically the, the same old stuff. Kareem but, Walker. I uh, feel like he's been asked about, and nothing major there. But Kareem Walker's not going to play. <laughs> All right, I'll give you another thing that I don't know for sure. That I know for sure is that he's not going to play. State's going to play a night game, not in Starkville. Yeah, yeah. The play Auburn, Auburn game. You know that game would have been the two thirty game if State had won. No question. I still think it should be the two thirty game because Alabama is going to kill Ole Miss. Probably so, but maybe they're they maybe CBS thinks look Kentucky's going to beat MSU. Do we really want a two and two team? And Auburn's probably going to lose this weekend. They play Texas A and M three and one versus two and two, or we can have Alabama that everybody knows and loves. You know, so I don't mind a night game on the planes. That's fine. I would. I, I'm excited to see a two thirty game finish with a final score of like fifty six to seven. Be interesting. May not so. get to see much of the six o'clock game because the Auburn press box apparently stinks now. Hadn't been there since they changed. Yeah, it. it's in the end zone now. Yeah, I have never been to Auburn in the press box. So. Oh, you've never been to Auburn? I've been to Auburn many times. I haven't been to the press box. Oh yeah. Okay. So I was in Auburn more recently than you. I went to oh, for basketball. Right. You went to game. basketball. Yeah, yeah the which old is fantastic. Nobody game. listening probably cares about this, but the old Auburn press box was a very Mississippi stateish. Yeah, and not only that, it's not open either. It's it's closed. I don't like that. Now it is. Yeah, yeah it used to. It used yeah. to not be. So. Anyway. Let's talk a little quick bit of baseball. So Joel will enjoy that. Yeah, so I got a chance to talk to. I got the chance. Uh, Joel was a. Uh, he was talking. He was preaching. I'd probably wrapped up by then, but I couldn't get from Ackerman to here. Yeah, time. Uh, but we got a chance to talk to jo- uh, Coach uh, Chris Lamonis, Jordan Westberg, and Justin Foskey. First off, if you, you and now I would for Joel, I would suggest you go back and watch the interview with Foskey because you've interviewed him before. You know, he was a very matter of fact, straight to the point kind of guy. Necessary he, arrogance. Well, no, he not, was, not, he was not, my not, guy. not so much that even, just in terms of he just talked angry sometimes. <laughs> like you got like he's the he was the Hulk, and uh, this year, he just seemed very at ease, very confident. You can see he's he's taken he's become more comfortable in his own skin. And I asked him and Westbrook sort of the same question about you know do you feel like you've evolved into a leader because you've got to be one. And they both said they both said yeah you know we feel totally comfortable. Being the leaders of this team, you know that core group of juniors, along with Tanner Allen and and Rowdy Jordan, and that's why you know you look at that lineup top to bottom. I think they're going to be fine. Oh, I do too. It's it's all about who's the next guy behind JT Ginn. Uh, is it going to be Sarantola? That think, pin too is a question mark you know, for me. Well, it, pitching is the question. Yes, mark. JT Ginn is great. Fill in the rest. That's what determines th- this season. Uh, 
I thought I had a, a, a I felt like I had a good question. I felt so like much like an idiot. So there, Lamonis has just started talking, and I get your phone is overheating. You gotta cool it. I'm like, and I really wanted to hit Ben Portnoy because he asked so many questions. It's like if we could just wrap this up, my phone wouldn't have overheated. Uh I like messing with Ben. Um, but first off, Lamonis seemed very confident. I asked him, uh, you know, since you're not trying to get to know everybody, is camp a little different this year? And he pointed out a good point. He's like, look, this time last year, this was still a construction zone. Yeah. And you know, we were still not really out here. So he's like, to be out here now, it, 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 it's, it's a lot different for me at this time of year. And he knows he's got a ton of production to replace. And more importantly, I think he's got a ton of leadership to replace. But I think he feels good about his team. I, I think he feels good about his program right now. He's, he seemed like a confident guy. He should. He should. Um, the thing I worry about with, with Chris and the, the, the baseball season in 2020 is that it would be understandable for him to take a step back this coming season, given that there are so many pitching questions. Yeah. I mean, and and if that happened, you know, is he going to shoulder up – are people going to blame him for it kind of thing? That, right. That's that's the kind of deal. And I don't think it would be fair to if all the pitching were to fall apart or something because you're going to be relying on so many new guys, new yeah. faces. Um, that's that's the only thing that kind of worries me about Chris. But he should feel good about his program. I mean, he's got – you just mentioned that lineup. I think that there are going to be a lot of nights probably that the pitching doesn't have to be all that great because yeah. you got those guys Which that, are now, was this year. that are now juniors. Um Man, I I think that that they're gonna mash, man. Yeah. I, I think it's gonna be a consistent lineup, and you would have to think. And then behind the plate, you know, whoever wins that job between Jones and Hancock, you feel really good about. Yeah, uh, one could DH even. I mean, Cumbest is is gonna be. I think take another step forward. You know, you're gonna find a you're gonna find a spot for Josh Hatcher, who was really solid all last year. When he once he got into the starting lineup, he he was just solid. Um, you, you've got a lot. Of, you got a lot of guys. Plus, that you know, they they brought got some new guys. Uh, Pimentel is a the guy they're very high on. Um, Austin Kelly's name kept getting bring, brought up. But we asked who who's who the guy, and they both said Austin Kelly. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, everything seems to be in, in in position to maybe make another run to Omaha, which would just be incredible to go three straight years. Yeah, and. What you really need, I think, more than anything, is that Saturday night guy to pop up. Right. Whether that's Christian McLeod. Uh, I'm saying that right, right? McLeod, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know who, who else. You know, Brandon Smith. Yeah. I don't know who, who, who it could possibly be. You, you need someone to solidify that, that second spot in the rotation. If I you think. got those two, if because you, you got Gint. If you got Friday and Saturday covered, you're like, you're really ninety percent of the way there. Yeah, I mean, if if Christian McLeod pr- proves to be a, you know, and he's fantastic, a big pitcher left-handed pitcher who was talked about to possibly compete for the rotation last year mm-hmm. before being yeah, out wiped for out. the year. Yeah. Um, but um, I mean, if he comes in and settles in, and you have to go with like Brandon Smith on a Sunday, that's okay. Yeah, you're okay. You're you're, you're in good spot. I mean, there's still some pin question marks. Sarantola to me is the is the Sarantola. I didn't throw his name out there, but he's he could, the key. If he he's got so much promise, if he can tap into that, sky's the limit. Yeah, he and he and Gin, two big hard throwing right handers, and then you can put a lefty out there on Sunday. Or I might break up the the right, go, do righty yeah. lefty righty. But either way, you go with you that. Feel, you feel really good if Sarantola shows you, you know, the the kind the comparison I made to to John Cohen about him was Dakota Hudson. Hudson didn't really get it till his junior year, but if he can be a year ahead of that, you know, and I, how much. 
just to have the continuity. You know, same coaching staff for two years in a row. Everything's the everything's the same. This that's good news for MSU baseball, I think. So uh, scrimmages and, and everything will start coming up. I imagine they'll have a, a couple of them open to the public very soon. Uh, but it was it was good to be out there and, and see those guys. And Lamont Lamont has lost some weight too. He's yeah. looking good. Well, it was open to the public on Friday night, wasn't it? I believe so. This past Friday. Yeah. So, all right. Before we get into our uh, our SEC picks, I got a great quote here from you. Uh, the man's name was Bob Schaefer. Oh, I thought we were going to go with like Bob Corscadden. No, no. Recently passed away, uh, Tennessee native, and he decided some his family knew that he had a great sense of humor, so they put this in his his obituary. Bob's only regret is his beloved Tennessee Volunteers football team preceded him in death. Oh, that's rest, rest in peace, Mr. Schaefer. You you get you you got one last laugh. That's that's, <laughs> that's a funny funny line. So there was somebody on Twitter this week, and they said, "When I die, I want Morehead, Mullen, and Croom to be my pallbearers, so they can let me down one more time." <laughs> so, good stuff. All right, some interesting games this week. We might have a little dissension. Might might see something happen this week. Let's get to them. I will start with. <sighs> There's not one that's. I mean, there, there's some easy picks, but I mean, there's some that you know. There, there's some conference games. Um, USM is at Alabama. We'll both take the Crimson Tide. Yeah. There, but Southern looked good last week. They put a ton of points up, and they were able to move the football finally. Won't be completely surprised at Alabama. They have. They are playing so many freshmen out there right now. Southern might get on the board a couple of times. Uh, yeah, but they're going to lose. By they're going to lose. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. San Jose State is at Arkansas. Nick Starkle, they put 55 points on the board, but they gave up 34 to, to uh, Colorado State. Boy, Arkansas's non-conference schedule. And I know that Michigan kind of backed it's, it's out on them or whatever, but really, their non-con schedule is... It's really bad, yeah. Such a cupcake. It's not going mean, to make a difference, though, because no. they're not going to a bowl game. But, yeah, we'll both take the Hawks to win that. Uh, and then let's go LSU is at Vanderbilt. More, more fans at, at Vanderbilt. Georgia... Or LSU. Mm, I'll say Georgia just because of the, 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 proximity. the, the proximity. LSU fans love to travel, though. Yeah, they do. And Vandy's Nashville's a, a cool city, and that's a city that's. Uh, I'm one, gonna. I, I, won't, I won't count that because I don't think you meant. To. I didn't mean to, but one. Uh, but that's a uh, a city they don't get to go to very often. You know, Georgia fans are there every other year. Yeah. So, uh, but I will both take LSU there. State might be uh, looking down the barrel at a Tennessee bowl trip to one or the other. Probably so. That's probably, a, right now, might be the best-case scenario. Uh, Tennessee is at Florida. Don't think the Vols are uh, are back, even after that shutout win over UT, Ch- no. UT Chattanooga. Did Tiano play? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I saw that former MSU commitment Chase and Virgil lit up the Rebels secondary. But other than that, uh, we'll take the Gators there. Uh, and then let's get to the ones, maybe there's some dissension here. Cal at Ole Miss. Ooh. So here's what I know about Cal. Defensively, they are really good. And offensively? Which is crazy because Peter Sermon is one of their defensive coaches. I don't know what to make of that. Of course, the last time Sermon was in Oxford, his team ran the Rebels off the field. Um, offensively, Cal's not very good. But then again, offensively, Ole Miss is not very good. Uh, so that said... I, I think the Ole Miss defense is sort of fool's gold. You saw them give up almost 400 yards to an FCS team. Um, I definitely, I, I'm going to go with the Bears. The Golden Dang Bears. Dang it! I wanted you to go with Ole Miss. No, no, no chance. 
see, I want to try to pick up a game, mm-hmm. but Ole Miss has already hosed me once here you can, this year. You, you you believe in Matt Luke is what I was. I, I absolutely am not hitching my wagon to the to Matt Corral and company. Matty Ice. Um, it, it, it's it's too early for me to take that big a risk. I'm going to stick with my original pick of Cal. That's why I was hoping you'd go with Ole Miss because I was going Cal either way. But. In what world would I have picked Ole Miss though? I don't know, but I was I was hopeful that you can't be serious. All right, uh, South Carolina is at Missouri. South Carolina is playing a little bit better with this Holinsky kid. I'm under going center. Missouri. <laughs> Well, never mind the preview of that game. <laughs> well, you can preview it all you want, but I'm telling you who I'm picking. I'm going Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. That week one game aside, I think they're just better than South Carolina. I'll take, I'll take especially at home. Well, I'll take the Tigers as well. Auburn travels to Texas A&M. So this is where we find out who's for real, right? One of these teams is fake. One of these teams will not be uh, there at the end of this. And honestly, to me, even though A&M lost to Clemson, and Auburn beat Oregon. The rankings are backwards. A and M should be eighth, and, tech, and Auburn should be seventeenth. Uh, at home, you know what? You can go ahead. Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you go first. Here's a good spot for me to pick up one. I'm actually trying to decipher in my mind who you're picking, so I can maybe pick the other one. Uh, I. I'm just, I'm not sold on Auburn at all. It's at home for A&M. I'm going Aggies. As am I. Dang it! Yeah, I was I was going Aggies the whole way. I thought you've heard me talk about Auburn all all offseason. I'm not big on them. This is their first. I thought their first loss would be against Oregon. This is for sure going to happen. They <coughs> they will not be able to beat Texas A&M at home. And then last but not least, the game of the day, and one of the top games on the, on the college football calendar this year, Notre Dame travels between the hedges to Georgia. Here's what I know about Notre Dame. Whenever they play a good team, they get the crap beat I was going to say, Georgia's going to skull drag them. Yeah, Georgia's going to beat the hell out of them. I mean, all, all that is is, is two teams all, with the name. Alabama, they got crushed. Ohio State, they got crushed. Until Notre Dame proves to me they yeah. can do it. Clemson, I, I just, they got crushed. I'm not taking yeah. Notre Dame under any circumstances. Georgia wins this game. I would say they win by like three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I, they're they're going to beat them up pretty good. So I, I don't see this being a game much nope. past halftime. No separation this week. The two-game lead stands. I can't believe you thought I was going to pick Ole Miss over, over a right. I don't know that I thought Cal you team. would. I was hoping you would. No, that's not There's a difference there. All right. Tomorrow's show... Rumblings! The rumblings. Time to get us the uh, that stuff in. Get your questions into us. We will answer them. And if anything else pops up between now and then, we'll also talk about that. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So get your get your questions in. As soon as you hear this, think up some good ones. Yeah. Tweet it to us. Yeah. And Go ahead I'm, and tell you right now, there's only so many times we can answer the what, the Lee Autry and the uh, the other. So, you know, try to keep them away from that. Because <laughs> after the first one, we're not going to answer any of them. And again, I would like to point all blame if your question gets skipped to one Brian Haydad because he's the one that reads the questions. That's right. That is correct. All right, guys. I appreciate you taking that bullet. It's fine by me. Be all right. Uh, all right. Have a great Tuesday. Back with you on Win- Oh, yeah. Also, some, some housekeeping notes. Uh, tomorrow's show will be the last one this week that Joel is with me. I will be in Jackson on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for the Sanderson Farms Classic down there. So uh, I will podcast solo 
for our Thursday and Friday shows. I was I might call Joel. You never know. But Joel's Joel's he's thinking of, of, of making a little trip, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to make sure, you know, clear this with good old Danny P. Smith at the SDN, but I mean, I'm still going to do work even if I do this. But uh, the Braves' magic number as we sit here right this second, actually our good friend Dakota Hudson of the St. Louis Cardinals may have helped me out tonight because mm-hmm. the, the Cardinals are playing the Nats. Let me check that score. And the Cardinals lead the Nats in the bottom of the eighth as we speak 4-2. to two. So if the Cardinals beat the Nats tonight, the Braves' magic number becomes Dale Murphy. Three. Three. And uh, anyway, what I, where we're going with this is Thursday, the Braves have a day game at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. And if the magic number is like one. You're going. And I have the chance to be in the building for the clincher. Yeah. I You're mean, going I'm going to spray a little Mountain Dew. There you, you know go. what I'm saying? There you go. So yes. you do that, and I'll be like I said, I'll be in Jackson for golf. Uh, so Joel's last, last podcast of the week will be uh, tomorrow. So you'll miss me on all those peas that you do on Thursday. So uh, yeah. here, here's you a couple peas. Dang it, he did it again. Yeah. That's the first time I think I've actually intentionally done it, too. You got to stop with that. That's enough. No, I did it intentionally the other day when I said we you did had the five video. But yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no more. Anyway. No more. All right. Have a great uh, Tuesday. Talk to you tomorrow. Send for, some questions. Yes. For Joel T. Coleman. Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi. Your ass better call somebody. Talk Mississippi Media Production.